Hi everyone, I'm Asha, an Akashic Records reader, blogger and podcaster. In this series, we will demystify the Akashic Records by bringing to you bite-sized contents on frequently asked questions relating to the Akashic Records. We will also explore topics relating to spirituality, as well as practical application, learnings and reflections in the Akashic Records. My Akashic Masters are very excited to join us in this journey. We send much love, light and blessings to all. Welcome to Episode 18 of Case Study 9 of Deep Clarity in Soul's Purpose and Choices in Life. This is a two-part series of the case study with Adora. So she was the client that came to me for another reading. The first reading was on deep healing of past and present issues afflicting the soul. So Adora came to me and queried about, first, why does she have to go through those toxic friendships in the past? On this first query, Adora shared with me that she struggled all the way not with having insufficient food or clothes, but with her life generally. She felt that the friends that she had met had repetitive patterns. They were not genuine, always critical of her, and do not accept her for who she was. She ended up giving her best to her friends and depleting herself energetically. It felt like toxic relationships, where each time there was a misunderstanding, she would forgive and thought they would change for the better. But they remain as critical and unsupportive as ever. Why is she always meeting these kind of friends? To which I received from her masters that the purpose of these toxic relationships is to teach yourself to forgive yourself and others for the past wrongs. Everybody plays a part in this situation. It takes two hands to clap. Be it your obvious physical body language or the unconscious behavior, it may create the resonance that attracts such people into our life. And in Adora's case, these people that keep wanting to take up so much of her stems from a lack of self-love on her part. That very deep down you feel that you are incapable or undeserving of love. You don't deserve the love from yourself, let alone others. It comes from us feeling very abandoned in, say, childhood or in our family when nobody gives us that love and attention. Can you imagine since young as a toddler, when we grow up, this was what has been inculcated in us, that people don't care about us or ill-treat us, and we seemingly don't deserve any love. So when we grow up, this is what we expect ourselves to be in. When people mistreat us, we put up with their nonsense because we thought we deserve such treatment from them. Maybe there's something wrong with us, such that maybe we should give them an opportunity to try again. But sometimes, what if there's nothing wrong with us, but the wrong lies with them? Why do we need to put up with them? Adora resonated, but she reiterated her query why does she have to go through such experiences? I received from her masters that's because you have yet to internalize that genuine self-love for yourself. When you come into a space where your heart feels so spacious and full, 
and deep within you feel that I am worthy and deserving of love, and I attract good relationships. When somehow you feel so stable and steady, you won't need to care about these people or long for their love and attention. When these people give you this kind of treatment, you won't need to feel scared that you must have done something wrong. You should give them a chance and correct your wrong. You won't need to assume that it is your mistake. For example, is it because I spoke some harsh words, did a wrong action or was overly critical? We put the mirror on our face as if it is our fault, but it may not always be. Her masters went on to continue to ask, so what happens when we have not internalized that unconditional self-love? Even if other people love us, if I don't love myself, I will doubt it. For example, is this guy true or not? Will he betray me? Or we question their real intention or motives. When people treat us badly, we will also doubt ourselves. Is it my fault or wrong? How her masters explain the concept of unconditional self-love is like divine's love for us, akin to sun's love for all the plants. And everybody, be it big or small tree or plant, receives equal amount of love from the sun. The divine sends equal amount of love to every child. That unconditional love from divine can also be found deep within us, in our hearts, because we are all ultimately children of God or Creator or Source. Inside of us, we also have that divinity. That's why we try very hard in lifetimes to go back to that inner light. Because once we find that inner love from within, we will feel so spacious and full that we will stop looking for other people's judgments or comments of what they perceive us to be, because it all doesn't matter. Deep down, we will feel that we are so good and we have so much love inside that others don't need to feed us with love. We can be so strong ourselves that we can even be like the sun radiating love for others whom we feel genuinely need. The fact that such people keep showing up in her life is because the universe wants to keep repeating for her so that she has a chance to truly stand in that self-love. Adora shared that she feels very aggrieved that she has these toxic friendships in the past. Her masters explained that these people show up in your life, people who seemingly don't deserve your love, affection and attention because their souls are here to teach us this lesson of self-love. That is why it is important to learn not to constantly find fault within us first when things happen. Instead, learn to be our own greatest supporter. When things happen, if we lack in self-love, we will be very critical towards ourselves. Like, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that, I must have said something wrong. How about shifting your perspective to try, from today onwards, to be your own greatest supporter? That means when things don't go well, when people say, I don't like your face, the automatic response as our own greatest supporter is, I'm good, my face looks good. If there's anything wrong, it is you and your own journey. Your own judgments are your own problem. 
don't pass your judgments onto me. I have nothing to do with it. We may even need to remind ourselves, write a note or tell ourselves every morning that I am my own greatest supporter, no matter what the world is, how others are. We can even give to ourselves all the encouraging remarks that we want someone else to give to us because we deserve all of that. We don't need to wait for someone else to tell us that. This concept of a greater supporter is very useful because it reminds us that we have this light from within our hearts. As we go through the day when people score us or treat us badly, always center into your heart and visualize that white light in the center of the heart. That is our own divinity and our own greatest supporter. It is like God within us, and we all have that because we are all children of God. Even so-called worst persons have it, just that it may be lying dormant inside and not activated. In our own journey to be our own greatest supporter, when we are not very familiar with our energetic bodies, at first when we meet these toxic relationships, it is normal and perfectly okay to physically distance ourselves from them so that these people don't caught on or hook energetically to us or send fear to us and make us constantly think about them or even make us think that we are like their slaves working for them. So those are in essence actually energetic hooks or cords that people knowingly or unknowingly lay onto you. On the second query, Adora asks why were her friends so critical towards her and everything that she does. On the second query, I received from her masters that sometimes people are just trying to create nuisance in our life because they demand for that attention and reaction from us. They yearn for it, they seek for it, and they are actually very happy when they feel that they have crushed someone. Adora asks if it is something wrong with them. In a sense, yes, because everybody is vibrating on a certain frequency. When we talk ourselves down, we end up dimming our own light and make ourselves energetically vulnerable. That means energetically we may look a bit grey. And that also makes us vulnerable to these people who try to create nuisance in our lives because they yearn and crave for that love, attention and destruction that they cause in others. For example, when a bully says something and triggers a reaction in a victim, they feel happy. But when they feel that they can no longer get the reaction, they feel weak. In other words, if they feel that someone stronger or seemingly unaffected by them, then they feel weak. That is the mentality of this kind of bullies. It has nothing to do with you as a person. You are neither wrong nor defective. Adora shared that, indeed, her so-called friends even criticized her over her purchase of mobile phone and one even showed her great displeasure. She asked if these friends are mentally ill. To which her master shared that everybody is a precious soul and child of God. It is just that we have differing tanks of self-love within us. For example, some may be lucky they're born with 80 to 100% love and explore the world with a heart filled with love. The parents showered them with maximum love and they don't really experience how it feels like to be unloved and they engage in happy relationships. But for a lot of us, 
we grew up with only like 20% love or felt as if people even wanted to take away that 20% that we had. This situation applies to these friends as well. Her master shared that the tank of love for all of them is half filled. In client's case, it is due to her childhood days of growing up and relationships with her family. For her friends, for whatever reason, they also feel that they are lacking in love. That is why they feel jealous when Adora has something better. They feel that they want to be a nuisance and destroy her life or make her feel like a victim because it makes them feel good. By lowering her, it uplifts them. It is an energetically low way of dealing with things because their self-love tank is very low. If they are so full of self-love or other people gives them so much love that they are brimming with love, they won't need to resort to do all this. They would already be so happy, so why do they need to create misery in others? Adora's masters also added that don't worry too much about it, the past is no longer around. Focus on what you can do at the present moment of filling your own tank of self-love. And also different people have different reactions when it comes to lack of self-love, depending on their personalities. Some people can be more abusive or more reactive and want to inflict the pain on others and see others suffer. Others may quietly swallow and bury everything inside and end up feeling suffocated. In either case, it is painful and everybody is suffering. Adora's masters reiterated that the past is over. Adora does not need to get into these toxic relationships and to remind herself that she is her own greatest supporter. On the third query, Adora asks whether she's born with a purpose and what is her soul's purpose generally. On the third query, I received from her masters, yes, of course she has a soul's purpose. Adora shared with me that she struggled all the way in life, like meeting shitty people in friendships, the relationships are also not there, all stemming from a lack of self-love. She even struggled all the way in her career till it is finally stable now. For Adora's soul's purpose generally, her master shared that you are a very patient and accommodating person who is willing to extend a listening ear to others for the purpose of supporting and nurturing them on their journey. Adora resonated but shared that unfortunately for the people she met, nobody bothers to reciprocate their support and nurturing behavior to her. To which her master shared that this is a balance. To be able to support and nurture others, you need to have your harmony within. Right now, it is imbalance. You haven't found that perfect balance where your self-love tank is very full and you don't feel that you are overextending yourself. As much as maybe you're naturally in tune with listening to others, really wanting to support and nurture them, but because of all these dense emotions that you think up, you don't have that inner harmony yet. You end up feeling as if their problems pour to you like tsunami and feel like you're drowning there. You feel so suffocated, like all the negative energies from these toxic relationships coming to you. It is because deep down, we haven't really found ourselves. Try to work with yourself first to fill up your own self-love tank. And how do we do so? 
her master suggested for Adora to do things that you truly enjoy alone for yourself. Ask yourself and find time to journal down your answers to these questions. For example, what do you truly enjoy in life? What do you truly want to achieve in life? What gives you passion? What excites you? Just try to go after it. Sometimes when we think about activities like singing and dancing, we may feel that it is a waste of time and money. Like such a tough world we are in, struggling so hard to make ends meet. If we don't work hard, maybe the next moment we won't get retained and be jobless and we don't have money and all those beliefs. Try to put all this away. Try to trust that now you are in the right space. You have been through all the hardships. And now you have created for yourself all these blessings, time and space to think about what you truly want to do in life. Don't even need to think of your soul's purpose of listening to others with the intent to support and nurture. Think of yourself first. Why? Because when you fill up your own self-love tank, you are so happy within and you will find that harmony. When you find that harmony and do things related to your soul's purpose, you would be in flow and in rhythm. That means you will be riding with the flow. For example, if you do engage in activities that allow you to align with your soul's purpose, you won't feel drained. You will be nourished. Because inside you are like 80% self-love and you have more than enough to listen to 20% self-love without overextending yourself. You will also know how to take care of yourself every day so that you constantly fill up your own self-love tank first. Adora's masters encourage her to ask herself and think through those questions shared earlier. Importantly, don't just write these answers down in theory, but try to execute some plans in practice. Make it happen for you. When you fill up your self-love tank, you will feel that you will see everyone in a different light. On the fourth query, Adora asks what is wrong with her work colleagues who didn't like her despite her not doing anything to them. On the fourth query, Adora shared that recently two work colleagues didn't like her and she also doesn't like them. They don't like her because she's not very fast at picking things up. She needs time to process things in her mind. And as a result, she was often scolded by her former manager. She felt that her colleagues see her as a nuisance. Even though she didn't do anything to them, both didn't like her. She felt very bothered by their judgments, and she's still trying to learn how not to be affected. When I consulted her masters, they shared that this is the same and repetitive issue as her earlier friends. It is also the same case where the root cause is that it takes two hands to clap in reality. There's nothing wrong in both sides, just that everybody is lacking in self-love. When we are lacking in self-love, our energy body is more vulnerable and our light within is very dim. When other people's judgments come, it hurts us easily, even when we try not to think this way. Adora asks, what is wrong with such people? Why did they judge and laugh at her and think that they are better than her when she didn't even judge or offend them? To which her masters reply, which I really love, Try to see everybody as being hurt within. 
even though on the outside it may not look obvious. Why gangsters behave the way they do is because deep down they are so hurt. They're so hurt by whatever happened in the past that they needed to build up this strong exterior and look as if they're very fierce and capable and everybody like them so that they don't have to repeat their painful past that hurt within them. Adora's masters encourage her to not say let them bully, but not to be so affected by their judgments. How not to be affected? By being your own greatest supporter. Not just to remember your own light, but to remember that people like them are hurting within, whether they are aware of it or not. If they are unaware, it is even worse. That means when they grow up, they didn't feel that love, or they went through certain difficult parts of their life, they feel that they need to look really strong, put others down, bully others, laugh at others, and get a crowd of people. They feel weak alone, and they need a crowd to feel strong. Adora resonated that indeed in her case, there are a total of three colleagues who operate as a group that targets her. Her masters continued to share that this is how they are and to encourage her from today onwards to try to see them beyond their physical body into the hurt children within. When we learn to see all these bullies and harsh critics with compassionate eyes, we see them naked as they are, hurt children walking around. Our views of all these people will change. We may not be sticking with them, but we no longer care so much about their judgments. It helps us to find a neutral space and feel neutral towards them. That feeling of, I respect you, and I know you have your own hurts that you have been through. So with that, we went on with the healing segment. For the healing segment, Adora wanted the healing to focus on building up her own tank of self-love, not to dim her own light and thereby allowing her to feel happier within. For that, we ran Akashic Light Clearings and Activations, which are energetic commands that assist us to shift, be it on a physical, mental, emotional or spiritual level, as aligned to our highest good. In Adora's case, we were guided to run clearings and activations, first for calling back of her personal power, energy and soul parts that she may have left behind or given away to others in all her experiences throughout life. We also ran clearings and activations for her to access her wisdom from her past lives and also in this lifetime to assist her to guide her on how better to deal with all these difficult relationships in her life. We ran Divine Love to allow her to feel and increase that love from within her heart. Buddha's compassion to feel that compassion towards herself and others from deep within. We also ran clearings and activations to enhance the peace within to bring her to a better and more neutral space. We also ran clearings and activations for karmic lessons to allow her to identify specifically as she is ready, what are the karmic lessons that she may have with these specific groups of people that she has in mind so that she is able to identify more clearly and decide what she may want to do 
next. We ran clearings on activations for I am empowered to remind her that she has the power within to courageously move forward. I am divine to remind her of the inner light from within, merging with her higher self, the part of her that is wise and knows what she needs, as well as protection like greed. To create this shield of protection six feet around her to protect her from the negativity all around her. We were also guided by her masters to release and remove some energetic hooks and cords placed onto her by her friends and people that she had met in her life. And also her masters sent a lot of gold light to patch her aura to help her to feel energetically less vulnerable and exposed to difficult relationships in her life to make her feel stronger from within so that she is able to forge and identify and build meaningful relationships with others as her soul desires. So with that, we conclude the session with Adora. And for me personally, the greatest takeaway I had from this session was the reminder to be our own greatest supporter. I also have my fair share of harsh inner critique within me, always ready to put myself down and imposing harsh judgments on myself. The masters reminded me in this case that we can always tell ourselves phrases like, I can do it, I've got this, I've the innate potential to do this. It is not in any way an exaggeration, but it is a reminder and an affirmation to ourselves to remind us of that infinite potential that lays dormant within, that is ready to activate any time we feel ready to. And it has helped me so much in my own journey to really remind me of my own divinity. And I hope that that is useful for you as well and blessings. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you would like to read about my dialogues and reflections with the Akashic Masters, you can visit my free blog at asha-akashicrecords.com. Till next time, take care.